It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand where we bring you the biggest names in the sport. And when you talk about the sport of boxing, the 154-pound division, the biggest name, the top fighter in that division is known as Twin Charlo. He is the unified, the lineal champion of the world, none other than Jermel Charlo. He's got three of the four belts. Mel, welcome back to The Last Stand. Hey, thank y'all for having me. Great to have you back on, man. So here we go. Uh, March 19th, you were supposed to have the rematch with Brian Castaño for the undisputed championship of the world. This is a fight that was supposed to happen February 26th, it gets pushed back to March 19th, and now all of a sudden he messes up his bicep, and they say it takes at least four weeks to heal things of that nature. Just your thoughts when you got word that Castaño got injured and said, "Listen, I, I got to postpone the fight." Well, my first, my first, and that my first thing I think like a fan too. You know, I love boxing. Boxing, my one of my favorite sports. So the first thing I, I thought about was like. This BS, straight up. Nothing else could tell me this is more BS than BS. But first off, they have a, a manager who's a trickster, you know, a very, very big trickster. And uh, he plays a game where he, you know, he the same guy that tried to play the Madonna trick on Floyd Mayweather. The same guy that came to my... To the commissioners, before I fought, Costano and said, hey, your gloves are wrong. And, you know, that's his manager. But let me tell you, he was highly intoxicated. They barely could keep him under control. They got him under control. And then the, the then all of a sudden, you know, I ain't said this to nobody in the world. I haven't done an interview with nobody in the ever. I don't do interviews too much because, you know, people get my words misconstrued and I've learned. Now, I'm 31 years old. When I started doing interviews, I was 20-something. I started boxing at 17 professionally. But now I'm here, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know what? That's the game they play. When you're a tough guy, and you don't care what nobody thinks or says, automatically, they're going to put you in there. Hey, Charlo won't even care because he, he's, a, he's a warrior. Yeah, I'm a warrior. Of course I'm a warrior. But now, I'm, you know, I'm, I think outside the box. I asked for legal drug testing. I asked them, them to drug test on Tuesday. And then all of a sudden on a, I think a Thursday, he pulls out the fight. I was told to be quiet. Sorry, I can't be quiet. Can't be quiet. When you holding all of these belts in the back and you know your life is on the line and your family cares and everybody that is around you care. So then I started thinking like, hold on. I must speak up. I said, you know what? It's going to be all right. I got an interview with Brian Cust coming soon. And I'm going to let it all out. I'm going to let it know how I feel. So so I'm not here to down or diss nobody. I'm just here to speak facts. And from the beginning, I already knew it was a problem. The last fight that I had with him back July 17, 2021, we only drug tested one time. And that was before I asked, you know. I asked one of Al Heyman's advisors or people that represent Al Heyman, I say, hey, why aren't we being drug tested this whole camp? The whole camp, nobody came. You know what they told me? They said, hey, Charlo, you were supposed to request for that a month ago. 
Never have I requested for a drug test. Months and months go by. Rosario fight, Lubin fight, my whole career being number one in the WBC. WBC, I'm mad at y'all. Because y'all said y'all a clean sport. And if anybody fight for y'all titles, y'all gonna make sure they protect it. You know, I, I'm not. I, I, I don't care what they do. You know, I'm a warrior. I'm a, I'm a lion. We gonna eat what we eat. Sometimes the blood ain't as good as we want it to be. But you know what? I want a fair shake in the boxing world. And we barely drug tested for the last fight. They still complain about my gloves. They making it, they making me come out and talk like this. Now we deep in camp. I'm sparring, I'm training, I'm I'm getting my bus, tour bus out here, getting it all wrapped up so I can go back and forth to Dallas to train with my coach. I'm just doing everything I can, spending my money on sparring partners, training. You know, one of my guys, one Guzman, he's he's uh in town. You know, I I have Derek James coming in and out of town. We all spending money. You know, we all taking this a risk and a chance for our career. You know, Derek told me the other day. Derek say, Jamel, don't follow these conspiracy theories. And I say, you know what? You might be right. Let me relax. I'm very upset. I'm hurt. I felt like I was in trouble. I felt I felt the guilt of every type of way I could feel just because I felt like I let so many people down. But uh, now all of a sudden, he's hurt. But, you know, I'm Lions only, baby. And we're going to have them fans and we're going to have them scouters and those plotters and all of those people out to do their job. He's training. He's trying to use one hand like he's not using the other hand. But he's working out. You know, he's doing videos. He's, he's showing out. You know, I'm trying to find it right quick. He's doing videos showing out that he he's training. Unfortunately, those people don't even know how to keep their nose clean because they would have never posted him training. You know, this, these are videos of Brian Costano. He at the park. You know, he, 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 he working out. But if your bicep, and it's the right bicep that's injured, it's the right arm completely because I, I, I realized the one that he didn't have a glove on. So he working out. He doing all of this training. This is from his coach. So y'all need to follow him, Brian Costano, because that's the one that exposes you, your own people. You know, and um, I'm upset about that because y'all wanted me to sit down and be quiet and then not train and worry about a fight coming up. They want me to be quiet and not say nothing about all of these things, but be behind the scenes before I even, I knew it was a month approaching, so I contacted a bunch of people, and I said, hey, can y'all please make sure y'all doing the proper drug testing? Now, I spoken with Al Hamey yesterday, personally. He said, hey, drug testing will be heavy, and it will be in-depth, so I trust Al. Al is my guy. He's never failed me. And if you know Al personally, like I know him, he, he, he you know, he, he leads you to the victory. That's it. So at the end of the day, we're going to go in, try to knock him out when we can. I don't have a date. I don't have a time. I don't know when I'm fighting. But right now, this is like a, a fighters at, at the beginning. You know, I feel like a, a fighter that just started the game, you know, like we owe and owe, and I'm trying to build my career up. I don't have someone paying me monthly to take care of. You know, thanks. Shout out to ASRD. I don't have somebody paying me monthly to take care of me. I take care of myself and my, I'm good. Thank God for the fights that I've already put in. But 
to jump right back into it. I don't understand why, you know, I never get a fair shake. Tony Harrison, he pulled out the fight. When we was getting, when I, you know, I had my loss, Tony Harrison pulled out the fight over an ankle injury. He goes online and do a bunch of interviews, and he can't keep his nose clean either. He admits that he faked the injury. You know, he never had surgery. And, of course, Brian Castano's injury isn't surgery, um, uh, a, a component for surgery. It doesn't need surgery, okay? Um, so now it's about healing process. But he's still working out and running. He's he's swinging that arm, that right arm that supposedly he didn't use to train. He's swinging it, you know. And 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 I, and, and I, I hate to you know be the guy to pull up things because I gotta I gotta stay artifacts. You know, me watching Brian Castano, I got fans. Fans are gonna tag me and things. Fans are gonna let people let my team know this is all BS. They want to see the fight just like I want to fight. So. I got videos right now of Brian Castano using the left arm, only the left arm, throwing hooks. He's, but the right arm, he's not using it. He's keeping it stable. And I know if you have a bicep, slightly torn bicep, you would have it taped up, wrapped up. Don't go tape it now, Brian. Ain't no point in taping it now after I already recognize it. So, but I'm happy. You know what? I'm a warrior. I'm ready to fight so whenever they can. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Mel. Do you, I think the, the, the key question is, A, do you believe that he's really, he really injured his right bicep or is it B, do you, you have a feeling that maybe it's because you have a suspicion of PED use? Well, I have a several. Um, these guys are from Argentina. Not, 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 not to talk bad about an Argentina champion or a warrior. Anybody that steps in the ring is a warrior to me. Anybody that steps in the ring for their family is doing what they can. But when you know the risk is very high and your reward might be a little bit low, you're trying to find every type of way to take an advantage, you know? And if you can't beat me that way, you'll try to beat me this way. If you can't beat me that way, you'll beat me this way. So uh, he ain't taller than me. The reach ain't longer than me. We the same age. We weigh the same. I, I, I'm literally, uh, you know, thinking logical, you know. And so um, I'm, 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 I'm losing my mind trying to figure it out. And that's why my coach said, don't, don't believe in the, the, the it's conspiracy theory. But I'm believing like a warrior. I'm believing like a real lion in this, this situation. So it's like, like, I don't believe he did PD. And if he did, he's gonna. You could take you could take steroids for six months, six weeks, and let that go through your system, rehydrate, rehydrate, wash it out, get it clear before they start testing you. I asked to be tested more than once, more than once in this situation with Bronco Stano. I've I've spoken out about us being tested. I'm a clean fighter, and I represent only clean fighters. So if you're treating me, it's gonna whatever's in, done in the dark gonna hit the light. So that. That's one thing I believe personally he didn't sustain the injury that he did. Um, spawn partner here from the Woodworks ain't nowhere on that level I'm on. He should never even be spawned with him. You need to go find another spawn partner because the homeboy he spawned with can't even, he can't mess with the half of a fighter that I am. So, 
And I'm going to knock him out if he ever get in the ring with me. Uh, but we could be spawn partners. I, I'll spar with him. But he, only if he, you know, look good. And uh, and I'm talking um, I'm talking to the Virgil kid. The Virgil kid ain't never had no skills like me. I got this from God. You know, Virgil or whatever. You know, I don't know the name of the guy. I know his name is Ortiz or something like that. He came nowhere close to the skills that I got. Terrell Garcia came. He look. He can't beat Lubin. He need to rematch Lubin. The 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 the, 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 the junior welterweight division is all jacked up. But there's only one king in the division. We know who he is. We looking right at him. We see him. But I'm only speaking facts of who I really am. So. I know I might seem a little comical to you, but I'm very serious because I'm speaking with my heart because these guys aren't putting in this hard work, you know, with all this climate change. You know, I'm getting a chance to experience the cold weather when I go running now. It's a lot of things that I believe in that these people don't ever understand. They got to wake up their minds. They only using 5% of their brain. I'm using at least 12. You know, they say a human uses only 10. But I feel like in boxing, I'm really using all of my tactics and traits that I have. Brian Castano is not to me injured. He might be personally, this is how I personally feel. He overweight. He can't make the weight. He's going to be hard to make this weight. He's going to drain himself. And then all of a sudden you come out of nowhere with a right bicep injury. But when you running, you striding, you using your arms. I just showed y'all the video. Slow it down. He's striding. That's the same bicep that you hurt. But Paco. Paco is the WBC president. WBO. Sorry. Sorry. WBO president. I ain't got no relationship with them at all, but I'm trying to get their belt because I'm fighting under the four belt era. And I wish I didn't have to go that direction, but I would be a, I would be an undisputed champion as of right now because I got the linear champion. I'm not all the other champions. And I see all the little young guys and the little small guys want to come up and fight with me. And I understand it. So right now I'm doing everything I can. I know, I know uh, Paco went and said that if, if the fight don't happen, it's because of Team Castano. I'm only giving y'all artifacts of what I know from what's been happening to me in the last couple of days. So y'all, the first interview I've done in the last maybe 15 months, you know, 18 months. I don't do interviews too much because of, look, I'm a, I sound like a problem. I sound like you can't even talk to me, Brian. You barely even said any words to me. I'm, I'm trying my best to give y'all the let y'all talk and ask the questions but you know i have to express what i what i got on my heart so i don't feel i feel personally like man is not injured i feel like he's 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 cat y'all cat and um i'm hurt by it i'm i'm not i'm mad i'm angry i'm still training i'm still posting videos of me working out don't nobody's let down on the lines only you know one day I'll be a promoter and I hope I end up getting fighters that have my same drive and passion for the sport of boxing because I don't want the sport of boxing to be let down. You know, I'm going to give it all I got. And I know, you know, I'm, you know, there's other fighters that's great out there. Um, but sorry, Brian, go ahead. Do your thing, baby. No, I was going to say, but have you gotten any indication if a, there will be, a rematch between you and Castaño? Will the fight be put back together? Because I know there are a number of the sanctioning bodies who want you guys, want you because you got three of the belts to fight your mandatories. So will you fight Castaño next or will it have to be one of your mandatories and win? Well, I got a very clear understanding with IBF. 
those are the main people um, push up in the mandatory. The mandatory has already stepped aside and accepted his bread that he, he received. And he's understood. I'm going to knock him the fuck out if I have to. But I, I want it very clear to understand that I'm not here to fight my mandatories. It's all about making legacies and making dreams come true. And I, if I have to fight a mandatory, I would fight a mandatory. But we have to find out what's up with the BS. And this is the second time this has happened to me. So I got experience now. So the mandatory, he is there. He is in the way a little bit. I appreciate the IBF for being able to coincide with my management and, and his management. And I appreciate the guy that's the mandatory. I don't know his name. Um, I'm frankly never seen him fight before. I know he fought him on the court, but it, it's it's. I appreciate him for for giving me an opportunity to try to become a legend and and become pound for pound eventually. Um, but I don't think that um the mandatories are in the way of of any sort. I don't want to fight a mandatory. I want to go straight into a fight with a champion. And if there's one belt left, it only logically makes sense to go ahead and attack that one belt. So um, I don't, you know, you know, God, God forbid I have to fight a mandatory. You know, I wouldn't be interested in that fight. I hope they pay me twice or triple, quadruple as much money as I would fight to fight him. But yeah. So so let me ask you then. Uh, people will ask they ask this question: uh, the first time you guys fought, it ended in a draw. You both had some really good moments in that fight. You know, people will say, oh, man, he rocked Char Charlo in that fight. Uh, why will the second fight be different? Well, first off, let me explain this to you. He did get a good shot in. He didn't rock me, you know what I mean? You know, every boxer will say, oh, no, 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 no. I have actually really, really watched this fight. Um, what he actually did was got his best shot off, your best shot off, you know? And it was a clean shot. It was flush on the face, but it wasn't necessarily a shot that that's made me feel like, woo, I got to get this guy some different respect. You know what I did do? I made an adjustment right away and said, hey, let's get on our bike. Let's fight from the outside. Let's be smart. So the crowd, the crowd, the crowd, the crowd, the crowd, I love y'all. Y'all did an amazing job. I love the support that the fans give me. I love the support that they don't give me. But the crowd seems to me in this fight particularly that they they made a big statement, you know, how they showed out and how they came. If they wanted war and I wanted to give them war, um, I wanted to be active. I necessarily not. I'm not afraid of no man. Nobody's ever hurt Brian Costano. I hurt him more than he hurt me. The draw to me is bullshit. I should have won that fight just like I had the first fight wrapped in the belt. I'm sick of doing myself that way. I'm sick of not being able to, you know, your car say 220. I'm tired of not taking the car to 220 because I'm afraid if the engine going to blow. Not even if the engine going to blow. The engine, this this engine ain't going to never blow. Because that's why we took that train before we fight. We're a train. We're not no engine that's like a little car. So what I'm saying is, 
I, I feel like I feel like I didn't give myself, you know, the best of me, you know, because I'm very preserved. I'm pre I'm very, you know, patient, not trying to just go crazy. This is the fight that I think that like I want to get tired to push myself as much as I can to get tired. I feel like I didn't do enough. Um, he had his spurt of the moments where he threw punches, but you got to make smart decisions. Do you go in there? Do you hit him? Do you go in there and try to throw a combination and trade with him? Or do you get back on the outside and outsmart him where he can't? He's not athletic like me. He, he don't have the athleticism to move around the ring and box and punch at the same time. So I feel like I just made some bad choices. And, and I feel like that's what led the, the draw. It wasn't in the crowd, them listening to the crowd. And I wish these judges could put headphones on. There's something that can noise cancellation. So where they can really focus on what's really going on in the ring. There's a lot of times where I'm I'm moving my head, I'm slipping punches, catching here, I'm uh, uh, punching, boom, boom, boom. And I'm 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 different. I'm different with my hands. I got paws, I got real big claws on me. So they they act like a scratch can't draw blood. You know, I'm a lion, baby. A scratch from a lion can draw blood. I throw a jab at the man, a simple jab, boom, it hurt him. Nobody say shit about that. You know, they they got to really, really go back and critique the fight. You know, one time I did a show and, and, and they set me down and I had to slow the fight down. How about Showtime come out of nowhere and do, do that episode with me? Slow this fight down and let me judge it. And then you come back and let Brian Castano judge it. And then if you ask him at the end of the night, who won that fight? You're going to say Jamil Cholo. Then what we're going to do? Have a whole big, oh, Jamil should have won a fight? I don't got time for that. I'm a warrior. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to fight. I'm going to be me. And I'm, I'm going to do a lot of different, different. You ain't getting me on the ropes. That's done. I, I thought, okay, be comfortable. Fight off the ropes. I had a lot going on at that time. You know, my son, my son was in my room. Sleeping with me the night of the fight because that's what I had a wanted. newborn. Wasn't it like two weeks? A newborn. Two weeks or like two weeks old or something like two that? Two weeks before the fight. And then I felt like I might as well take him into the fight with me. But I didn't take him to the fight with me. I took him in the fight mentally with me. My baby almost nine months, ten months old now. So now, hey, it's a different ball field. I could get my all, my sleep, my rest, and my focusness to my son. They they fucked up just off of that. They ain't got, they, they can't even mess with me just off of the fact that I get more sleep right now. And I, I know Brian Cassano probably out here working hard, trying to train, taking steroids or whatever the fuck he got to do. That ain't going to benefit him. He making complaints. If anybody was going to pull out of a fight, you know it was going to be me. I was sick about three weeks ago. I ain't tell nobody. I ain't tell nobody I was sick. You know, I fought that and kept it moving. I ain't finna go and ruin my fight. I'm gonna fight this fight, no matter what come. So if something happened, it's, you know, right now to this very day, I've been going back and forth to court for custody battle for my son, my 12 year old son. The world don't need to know that. They don't need to know what I'm, they know, hey, just know I'm working hard. I got real life I'm dealing with too. But you don't see me pulling out of a fight or making two weeks or three weeks come 
and then I can't fight. No, that's not fair to me, you know. But in real life, I'm, I'm I am who I am. They all consider me bleed an angry male, the angry twin, the angry whoever. No, I'm a happy person on the inside, on the outside. I love who I love, and if I don't love you and I don't give you the respect, that's because you don't deserve it just yet. So I'm patient with that. Ron Castano, he's running up, he's barking up, he's barking up that enemy trait, you know. And I want to treat him like an enemy. And so when I fight him, that's the only thing on my mind. I tell him, I don't want to fight nobody else. You know, I I hear y'all Argentinians. Wait, not, I hear you Argentinians. I hear you, I hear you Augusta. I mean, not Augusta, but uh, the, the 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 Australians. I I I I I understand. I knock Lubin out. He want to prove a point. I see Jerry Hurd then got knocked out twice or beat twice. I know all the smoke. I see y'all tooting y'all trains when I walk by. Baby, I'm looking good. I see your little light, your little light boys coming up from the 147. Y'all got a little name and you're making your name for yourself. Your Crawfords. Now you're Crawford. My dog live in Omaha. I know how Omaha roll. Y'all ain't never seen no real shit like this shit here. Now I like Omaha. They some, some studs over there. Now I got highly respect for all of them. But nigga, you got some real business to handle with them other 147 pounders. Y'all gotta go out, get out the way to, to mess with me first. We don't know how many fights we got left. I'm not here to chase that. I'm here to chase one thing, and that's to become an undisputed champion of the world at a high weight division. Now, I don't know if I'm gonna do it at 160. I don't know if I'm doing it at 154. But right now, at 154, I'm that guy. And I've been here domaining for all of these years. It's time they put some respect on my name in the boxing world. And I'm going to stand up for who I am. And I'm going to stand up for what I represent. Now, listen. I sure wish I could be the guy to fight Canelo. Canelo, bring come to 158. I can easily make 158. And now I'll put a boxing lesson on him. Just as great as Floyd Mayweather did, the great, you know. I mean, I, I didn't say it at all. Now, I don't understand what they got going on. Well, but just, you know. Pay me my bread. My brother could fight him in 160 and whatever the case is. And all these other guys. I'm the 54 champion, baby. Not the other one. But you know what? I'll put these hands on any one of these motherfuckers. Straight up. Let's talk about that because, um, you know, obviously you got the fight with Castaño. And you said that you want to be the undisputed champion. So you feel at, at 154, that's, that's the last line of business for you before you think about your future, whether it's moving up or what have you. But, yes, you alluded to it. But Crawford already said, hey, look, Errol Spence, I've been wanting that fight for the longest. If he don't want to fight me, then I want to fight uh, Jamel Charlo, Brian Castaño winner. What's your, what's your take on that? How about he do what's best and go fight Errol Spence then? Shut up. Take a little bit less money. Be quiet. Humble yourself and fight Errol Spence. He's a stud. Do what he say, and then you might be the challenger sometimes. These people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to be the challenger. That's his problem. He think he's too high up on the horse. Bob Arum don't give a damn about him. Bob Arum told him to his face. He done got lawsuits with his own promoter. You ain't worth shit to me, for real. That mean the man didn't really care about you anyways. You should have just shut up, 
make the right decision with your real with your people that love you, and then and then do what you gotta do. Like it's not my fault that you can't. Hey, they got some studs. Al Heyman only gonna sign the best of the best to me personally. You got Ennis, you got Garcia, you got Thurman, you got people making a name for themselves in your own way division. Sit your ass in your way division and see if you can beat one of them. Come fucking with me, you gonna get knocked the fuck out. I'm gonna knock out all this, baby. I ain't here to play no games and make. I don't get paid for overtime. So, so, so it's cool, you know. Run around with your family and love your family, bro. Cause this is all we doing it for. We doing it for our family. But uh, I take it all personal. This is a personal sport to me because I'm the only one in that ring when I get ready to match him up. So I don't see him beating me with the skills that I have and how hard I really go and how hard I train and what I really get in myself. He barely doing the stuff that I was doing in 2010. They don't even have a system over there. Earl Spence right now is the most dominant 147 pounder that they got. Because why? He proved himself. He didn't beat everybody in the division that he can. He started stepping on top of everything that he could throughout injuries, throughout tragic situations. Look at Earl Spence Jr. Now, look at me at 154. I've been through some things as well. It ain't never could compete with that, what Earl been through. You know, I keep my, try to keep my head on straight. But, you know, I'm trying everything I can. But I don't know what the future for me is on moving up because my twin brother is at 160. You see, we the three Bash brothers. And then, what, what, what you got to say? What Sorry. happens then with, with Jamal? What happens with Jamal? Because it seems like the, the bigger fights at 168. Now, listen, we know that he and Canelo were trying to, to work out a fight, but, it you know, it appears that, you know, maybe Canelo is going to do the Bivol and and then maybe Triple G again uh, at 168. Do you think the future for Jamal is at 168, whether it's Benavidez, whether it's Caleb Plant? Do you think that's his future at 168? Well... I know my brother need the he need the the best fights for him right now. It don't look as interesting as interesting as one fifty four one forty seven. The division could be really shaken up a little bit with the BS that they got going on. You got you got Andrade. He don't know what he want to do with his life. You know this boy been running around since two thousand fourteen. Now I'm thinking like bro, two more years. You've been playing hopscotch, you know, in boxing. So we we can't even count on Andrade to even accept the fight, you know. So we don't even care about him. Then it, you make me you make me want to tell my brother to go and call out some of them guys that Canelo's calling out. Knock them off. If you knock them off, then he ain't got no choice but to say, you know what, let's go and accept that hundred million. I heard that's what it was. I ain't, I can't confirm anything, but. Canelo, you was a stud. You're a little fast, short little motherfucker. You, you go hard. But let's see. We, we here to fight for our families. You, you beat me, you better than me. Okay, cool. Can we prove that? Now, it's, it's a reason why. And I don't know the reason why they're making a decision. But how about they split that same contract with, with the other guys? Be your free agent that you are. Accept one fight deals, go on and move on with your life because you never even know what's next. Why you want to accept 10 fights and five fights and four fights? You already the king of your division. 
you the you the the undisputed champion at where you at and where I'm trying to become. I'm not accepting, and when I become that way, I'm accepting that same money for a one fight deal. Now they can do that possibly, and I'm not trying to make nobody else pay no extra money. But I really believe that if my brother want that fight, like he said, you know, what do my brother need to do? Go out on Instagram talking stupid to the Canelo fan. Canelo, you got a lot of fans, and we love it. We love the fan base you got. You red hair motherfucker. You been rock, knocking motherfuckers out. Bite, bite, bite. Now what? Now do you retire or do you take one of the toughest fights of your career against a young black African-American stud who's been working his ass off since he was eight years old? Do my brother put it out on the line then? So if not, then come see me. I want some smoke. I want it all, baby. You know, so I'm trying to spend my time with you, Brian. Uh, listen, I appreciate it. Let me ask you this. You, you talk about Errol, and uh, I'll be remiss if I didn't get your opinion. Listen, he's got your Dennis Ugas. Ugas knocks off Pacquiao, and now the winner of that fight will have three of the belts at 147. What do you think is going to happen uh, between Spence and Ugas? See, right now, Ugas smelling his piss. You know, when you got a, you, you got a little teenager, and he grow from a from a from a from an eleven year old, he ain't a teen yet. Then he turned to a twelve year old. Then you got a uh, Ugas. To me personally, can't sustain what Earl Spence come to the table with. I don't give a fuck what none of them think about or say. Ugas, Earl Spence is a very very dominant punch. He can't be stopped right now. Like he showed himself approved. I don't believe none of that stuff that they doing is gonna be. You know, he, uh, uh, choo, 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 uh, uh, choo, 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 boom, 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 boom. That boom, boom, boom is what they don't want. Earl Spence is that, that guy. You know, he know how to close a fight. He know how to be active on punches. He know how to keep punching. It's a lot going on with Ugas. And, 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 and Ugas living a life right now. Yeah, you beat Pacquiao. Pacquiao was really done anyways. He wasn't coming back. We know that. But you, you know, you can ask. Man, listen, man. Errol Spence is the guy right now, and he don't, Ugas don't stand a chance with him. If y'all don't even know this by now, ooh, Earl Spence can move around the ring. Earl Spence can fight in the inside. He can throw the dominant body shots, and I just don't see 12 rounds happening with Ugas and Earl Spence. I see Earl Spence becoming the, the dominant guy in putting a, a, a uh, a, a mark on that BS. He closed out the division. Mm. Now he got some studs in his division. He got he got some young guys coming up. And, you know he got some old guys still trying to make a name for themselves. And uh, what I seen from Keith Thurman, that's not enough. Not, that's not enough. Barrios came from a little way to try to get and gave him a tough fight. I don't. I need to see more from from Thurman. Um, man, yo, you know, hey. Yeah, it's just the role of boxing. Now that in this motherfucker, he can fight. He's tough, but he gotta make his name for himself. He gotta keep building himself up. He a stud. He can go. He can fight. We just gotta see a little bit more from him. Danny Garcia, we don't know where he at. You know, he seemed like he in the same position as the as as her. They didn't lost a couple fights right back to back. I don't know when the last time he didn't fought. They got family stuff going. On. I don't know what they got going on. But I do remember. Danny Garcia being that guy, you know, I ain't gonna say he wasn't 
compatible to some of the top guys. Um, making 154, where you think it's light at. You got to get in line, homeboy. They ain't forgot. They got to get in line for him and all of them. They got to get in line. I'm not going to just, oh, yeah, because you you was once that guy at the division. You can't just, man, look, hey, I don't. I make the decisions for myself. And I don't feel like if it's right, if it's right, it ain't right. We're going to try to make the best fights happen where the fans can come out and the fans want to be there to see the fight happen. So, so he ain't on my horizon. I got Brian Costano. That's going to be dope. You know what I mean? To me, Brian Costano, number two, I want to see it happen. I want to see what myself is capable of. I've been grinding so hard. So I never stopped grinding since the last fight. I let myself down July 17th. Now, I didn't stood up to the plate. I feel I'm very capable of destroying him more than I ever destroyed any other fighter. And and if they're using a bicep injury, I will give you a real bicep injury. And so, so that's what you want. Come get your injury. I'm going to knock you the fuck out. And then I'm going to move on to what's next in my life and my career or whatever going on. Um, hopefully I'm next to you when we doing interviews to these motherfuckers that's, you know, you know, Sean Porter talk, he's crazy shit. You see, he quit the game. He, he can't take no more of this. It's, it's that type of game in this world right now, about It's the truth. Errol Smith is the truth. Uh, I'm the truth. My brother yeah, is the truth. And, and, and listen. I, uh, hey, hey, one so more thing. Benavides. Wait, sure. wait, can I tell you? Benavides. Benavides cannot see my brother. Really? I believe that's a very great fight right now. Benavides and Caleb Plant for my twin brother is what to bring back that shallow hate that they've been giving us. Just saying. You don't, I, I think there's a number of people who believe that Benavidez-Charlo fight would be an all-action brawl. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, I like Benavidez's heart. I like his style. I like how he relentless on his punching. I feel like, personally, Benavides would be better at heavyweight. He fights. He's a big old motherfucker. He fights out of his weight division. He's just beating on little motherfuckers. Like, like for real, for real, let's keep it real. Benavides is not really a 168 pounder. You know, I, you know, he can fight any of the 189 cruiserweight or even heavier. That's real his weight. And then he'll get a better challenge. 160, a 160 pounder coming to 168 to fight a Benavides to me personally is just like, Hmm, you picking on you still picking on a smaller guy. He will never get the respect until he fights somebody at the top top over there at his actual weight. Fill out. I say fill out and become your guy. Be the big guy. You don't gotta wrap it up either, baby. I'm here for you. I'm here to tell you what the truth is. So cause I'm at the top of the, the, the pinnacle in my division. So it's no lies being told. I'm only speaking the facts of what I believe. But Benavides is a great fight for my twin brother because you know that's another Hey, you got to move your head. You got to box. You got to stiff him, hit him with some hard shots and maybe knock him out. So we don't get the crowd involved. You know, you got to right now for people like me, Earl, uh, all of these fighters, you know, black African-American fighters. We have to fight past the crowd right now. This is the 20, year of 2022, 2022. And we have to fight past the crowd. What, what, what would a Charlo Caleb Plant fight look like? You know. A wash. My brother knocks him out. Then they're going to say, oh, you just knocked out the same guy Canelo knocked out. Like, what would we say? We would say, 
Yeah, okay. Canelo destroyed him already. So then Caleb Plant can box. He can move. But you know what? I'll, Caleb Plant, Benavides. Caleb Benavides is too big. You know, it's like, man, man, tell him to go to 160 and be the champion and fight. Tell Caleb Plant go fight somebody else. That's, he To me, he's not as much of an interesting fight for my twin brother. I just don't like the fight for my twin brother because it's like, he's another high, you know, a risk, but it's, you know, it's just a tough fight. But, you know, we can knock him out and get him out the way. Yeah, just to shut him up. But then don't y'all want to see, you know, the, the Canelos and the Benavides and the Charlos and the top tier, the Belleville, whatever his name is, and the Arthur guy. You want to see them fights right now. Like when you talk big weight divisions. Yeah. I'm just You're speaking facts now. Absolutely. Don't don't take what I'm saying and, you are, and, and take it and you know, hope the fans don't take what I'm saying and, and try to make an excuse for what I'm saying. I ain't making an excuse for my brother. I'm not making an excuse for myself. I'm a warrior. I want the best and I want my brother the best, but I also want the best for us as well. And I want a fair shake. And, and, and given that in this rematch with Castaño, do you see Jermel Charlo stopping Brian Castaño this time around? I, I do. I, I see myself stopping him um, um, for sure. For sure. And it's not because I overtrained. It's not because no other excuses. It's just because I got my mind right right now. And um, I just don't know uh, when we'll get in the ring. But I want, I'm ready to get in the ring right now. I'm in shape. I'm on weight. Um, I'm 164. I just got to drop 10 pounds. They could tell me that. I can still fight March 19th, which I prepared for. I haven't stopped training since they complained about the little injury. And, um, and, I, and you know, I just want a fair shake now. A lot of people don't know what I went through, even with dealing with Brian Castano. And I dealt with a lot with him. You know, like I said, he got the same manager as, as the same guy that tried to take Madonna gloves and make Mar Marcos Madonna and his coach. I mean, his, oh, the gloves aren't right for me, whether they don't weigh the same. They do anything to try to try to get into their opponent's head. But this one, this ain't gonna work for me. I'm dead hard on this training. I'm serious about my fight, and I just want to see what I can put myself through at, at the top tier. And and once you you become the undisputed champion at 154, what's next? What is the next big goal for Jamel Charlo? Um. I might want to shut up another hater, maybe knock out another hater just to do it, you know, generate some 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 wealth for myself. And um, and my brother is at one sixty, and he's domain. Who's that hater? You say I might want to knock out another. Who's that hater? Uh, I got a lot of them, you know. I got some haters, you know. I, I, I'm gonna just put them on the list. I don't know which one. You can name them all. You can name the haters that's coming up in the division. You can name the haters that's always. You got Lubin. You got Hurd. You got shit. Danny Garcia. They hating on me. You got the whole little nine yards. You know they all hating. Him. I got respect for Danny. He been in the game for a long time. I used to watch him when he was younger in the amateurs. But right now, at the dominant the position right now, it's me. And I feel like there's nothing that I can do. Sorry, I move my my camera. That's nothing that I can do other than just be patient. Let these boys keep talking that smack and me be who I am. Damn. Phone on my phone. I mean, my, my, my bad. Look, I want to fight any one of the guys that's just hating on me. You did. That's all I mean by haters. I don't necessarily know who. 
It could be somebody that I never even met before. But, you know, I think it's time for me to 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 be pound for pound list. Even, I don't care about that, okay? All right, let me tell you one thing. I don't care about no pound for pound list. If they really want to know who the pound for pound is, how about y'all submit the top 100 boxers and let them give y'all the pound for pound list. And then y'all go in and average it out. That's pound for pound to me. Ain't no unit in boxing. It's no unity in this thing. So y'all got some green magazine and these fake ass ESPN, these fake ass people all making up, oh, this is the pound for pound. At the end of the day in boxing, there's no real pound for pound because it was all made up through whoever somebody else said. People that hate on the next person. People that boycott that person and boycott that person. You know, Andrade's a great fighter. He just made the wrong decisions in boxing. So, he, of course, he's not pound for pound. But, you see, he could probably be some of the guys in the top. You know, we, we, we can't be judgmental. You know, we got to be focused on what's right. You know, and uh, um, Canelo definitely, to me, is number one pound for pound. Like He's proved himself. He's beat a lot of people. He's consistently fighting. It's a lot of reasons why a lot of these boxers in this day and era, Clarissa Shields, she's done everything she can for women boxing. She should be up in the top, regardless of her, her gender and whatever she done. And, you know, I, I believe, like, Javante Davis is pound for pound to me. Um, Devin Haley could be at the lower pound for pound. He doesn't have all the fights to prove it, but he's done it. Earl Spence is in the top. Terrence Crawford won the, the, all of the belts before, so he definitely could be up in the top lower level. Um, you know, myself definitely. Um, I, I would definitely put me right in them like three or four or somewhere around at four or five up in the top pound for pound. This Strata guy, Chocolito got beat by him by a few times. Chocolito was up there, you know. But this is 2022. Let's see what them haters put on the table down. They want to judge you off of. You know, that's why I like being on this show, because I get to really speak my, you know, tell the truth. I know you got to go, Brian. Speaking I don't want to hold you up too long. That's what this platform is all about. Yeah. And they got some guys on the upcoming. You know, they got some guys on the upcoming. You know, they got Ennis. And then, you know, Lubin trying to prove himself. He fighting six foot six, you know, and they got to do what they got to do. And I, I, I mean, my twin brother, my twin brother has a lot more to prove than I do. Because he he needs to get that name, and I want him to fight. Benavides then fought a lot of people. He beat Andre Durrell. You know, he didn't fought some studs over there as well. You know, so the you know the dude Arthur that beat Marcus and stuff. You know, these guys have proven some. See, they might need to take the pound for pound list and make it look like who the ones that stop motherfuckers and drop motherfuckers and really knock them out, not no just beat them. You know, it's a lot of boxing going on out here lately. It's a good point, man. Listen, I know there are a lot of fans who want to see you back in the ring. They were certainly looking forward uh, to the rematch with Castaño, and hopefully it gets, uh, gets put back together and that it happens real soon. Uh, I appreciate you, man. I really appreciate you you know, taking the time and talking with us. And, Mel, you know I'm always a big fan of you and your brother, and I can't wait to see you guys back in the ring. I'll be back soon. I'll be back as soon as Brian Castaño stop on this cap. <laughs> I love it. Folks, listen, that's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. And I'm telling you, at 154, it don't get no bigger than Jamel Charlo, the unified and lineal world champion. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week.